You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers. We have a special guest today, Ross Uglum. He covers both the Packers and the North Dakota State Bison. So we're going to pick his brain about Trey Lance. He's been there through it all, seen Trey Lance go from recruit to NFL draft pick. His thoughts on who Trey Lance was, is, and could be in the NFL, and maybe some uh, comparisons from the Packers roster and from former North Dakota State players versus what Trey Lance is as a quarterback. Um, real quick, Croc, before we bring Ross on, and we're going to talk to him for a bit, so uh, just a couple minutes here, I just want to mention the news of the day, which surprised me, is we heard that cornerback B.W. Webb was in for a visit. He has been officially signed now by the 49ers. They also signed Joshua Perkins at tight end, and they waived undrafted free agent Josh Peterson, the son of Doug Peterson, but surprising that they waived Tim Harris, he was taking reps with the first team like three days ago, and now he's injured, and so they just waived him because they knew he's going to miss a couple weeks, and they know he's not going to get picked up off waivers, and I think they might sign him back again, but they need bodies at cornerback, and it really makes you kind of start to get a little worried about the cornerback position with what we've seen so far in training camp. Yeah, and Harris was a guy, I remember being at camp his rookie year, which was two years ago, and watching him being like, who the heck? He had a, a number like 45 or something, but he was like terrible. I'm like, who is this number 45 guy? For whatever reason, I couldn't see his name. But and then somebody was like, oh, that's Harris, like the rookie. And I'm like, wow, like he is not good. So um, dang, I hope he doesn't hear that. But anyways, um it's whatever. He was someone that people had some optimism, you know, optimism about. And I thought there was a chance that eventually it can kind of all come together. He was a guy that was coming off of like, you know, some injuries or whatever at University of Virginia. And, you know, just I, I understand the business side of things. And I, I think it sucks when I hear about a guy getting cut now. It's like, dang, dude, you, you didn't even get a chance to to play in the preseason game to maybe potentially prove yourself. Uh, you know, he's had some injury hiccups throughout his time with the 49ers that I think kind of limited his play a little bit. So it's unfortunate that he never really got that to really showcase what he potentially can do outside of practice, which is you know, kind of a controlled setting. A lot of times the offense has a play script. You got a play script when you're on the offense. And the and a lot of times it's like designed to beat the defense. So, you know, like you're at a disadvantage there and you don't get in the preseason game to really show what you have. And not just show what you have to your 49er team, but to teams that might potentially want to sign you. He didn't get that opportunity. And they tell you in preseason when you're kind of a bottom of the roster guy, you're not playing for the 49ers. Like you're playing – to, you're not playing to make the 49ers team. You're playing to make every roster in the NFL. And you are and you want to put on film things to where maybe you can catch somebody else's eye because they know they can't keep all 90 guys anyway. So he didn't get that opportunity, and I think that's a little unfortunate. Yeah, that's a good point. And maybe the defense has even changed a little bit since he was drafted a few years ago. So, you know, they're not looking quite as hard for those zone lengthy cornerbacks. And he was hurting a lot in college. I think he he stayed an extra year, maybe even two in college. He's already 26 years old, too. So it's not like he's a 22 year old pup that they're cutting that, that has all this maybe untapped potential. 
and he could be back. He's got a groin injury. Maybe when he's healthy and ready to play in a couple weeks, they'll bring him back onto the roster. But obviously, you're not going to waive a guy if he showed you enough in those first team reps earlier in the offseason. And for the last couple of years, if they sh- if you showed enough that they don't want to lose you, they wouldn't waive you. So I think the, the writing's on the wall for Tim Harris and very unlikely to make the roster, even if they do bring him back in a couple of weeks. Yeah, but bringing in Webb, I mean... I guess not surprising in the sense of the body style that they have gone to. There are a lot of people that you know, saw the Drake or Patrick, and he's like a big, long, rangy guy. I'm like, man, that goes against a little bit of what I the direction I think they're heading in. And then, boom, they sign Webb, and I'm like, okay, that makes more sense. A guy that's closer to you know five ten, five eleven, uh, not a huge guy, like you know 190 pounds or so. Interesting to see that he was out all of 2020. So I wonder what that's about, but. You know, veteran, he's a little up there in age, but clearly in great shape if he was able to go in for a workout and make a 49ers team. At the very least, be there for a depth piece. But you never know. I, I always say, you never know sometimes with these veterans. They, they can come in, and next thing you know, they just look better than uh, Ambry Thomas if he's not ready or uh, Diamondor Lenore if he's not ready. And, I mean, that's how Dante Johnson has been hanging around this whole time. Yeah, yeah, very Dante Johnson vibe. He's uh, the, the definition of a journeyman. He's never played with two teams with one team for two straight years. That's crazy. So he's drafted in fourth round uh, by the Dallas Cowboys, 5'11", 188 pounds. Then next, the next year, 2014, Pittsburgh. Then Tennessee in 2015. 2016, New Orleans. Then twenty out, out of the league, I guess, in 2017. Maybe he was injured. Uh, 2018, New York Giants. 2019, Cincinnati Bengals. Didn't play last year in 2020. Now he's with the 49ers. So he, he never he never logged a snap with the same team two years in a row in the NFL. And I will say the good thing, I mean, if you're just kind of looking at that, his last two years, he has, what, 25 starts over the last two years that he played. So this isn't a guy that just, you know, was kind of hanging around, which it looks like early on. But last two years, 25 starts. We're talking about uh, 13 starts one year, 12 starts another year. So he's a guy that has, you know, plenty of experience playing and, and maybe can add some type of depth value at the very least to the 49ers. B.W. Webb, your newest San Francisco 49er. Let's talk about Trey Lance with Ross Uglum next. Joining us now is Ross Uglum. You can find him doing the Packers report. He's doing the Bison report, which is why we wanted to have him on the show today. Some insight into the 49ers rookie quarterback that is making huge waves in San Francisco with the 49ers right now in Trey Lance. He does all kinds of Creighton University. Ross, you're a busy man. You're covering just about everything you can over there in uh, just outside of Fargo. Is that correct? Yeah, we stay we stay busy. Uh, you know, have phenomenal teams in place uh, for all three sites. Otherwise, I don't think it would be uh, super possible. But yeah, I mean, the one where I do the most hands-on work is is obviously where I live, and that is um, you know, here in the Fargo Moorhead Metro. So that is that's where I'm at. Where is Creighton, by the way? Omaha, Nebraska. Okay. <laughs> I've always wondered that. I've yeah. heard about Creighton for years now. Like, yeah. I mean, since I was a kid, and I never knew where it was, but I guess I never was curious enough to to Google it. <laughs> yeah, and the connection there is their head coach, Greg McDermott, um, is uh a former North Dakota State coach. Obviously, his son Doug, very famous, um, just signed with the Spurs. And Doug, I think, was either born in Fargo or grew up in Fargo or both. Uh, so that's kind of the the tie-in to the staff there. And why we care <laughs> about the uh, <laughs> about the um, goings on in uh, in Creighton and in Omaha. Creighton's a really good one. I, I used to do this trivia night in San Francisco, and one of the questions was always 
of uh, a random college that you'd heard of, but it's what is the, um, the you know, what is their what is their mascot? And Creighton would be a really good one for that. But we we want to talk about the Bison, the yeah. the North Dakota State Bison and their former quarterback in Trey Lance. I actually want to talk about the program for a second uh, to start. How did North Dakota <laughs> State become this like powerhouse? FCS school and they're running pro schemes and their quarterbacks are going into the NFL and they're just crushing QBU. people left and they right. QBU, yeah. Uh, as it said on Trey Lance's t-shirt at their pro day, but like what is the catalyst to everything going on at North Dakota State football right now? I think just kind of the systems like you mentioned that have been put in place and and the style, you know, it's it's very, very pro, uh pro style shift, trade, motion, um, a lot of pre-snap stuff and and a lot of you know normal um, w- whether it's zone concepts, a lot of a lot of man run you know man run concepts, pin and pull power. They love a gap power, um, but even some of the passing concepts, it's it's not a spread. You know they're they're not going to take up forty of the forty three yards that the field is wide and sling it all over the joint. They're they're just not. And and I think you know that and the ability to identify talent um, is is really kind of where they got there and and, and honestly to uh randy hedberg who uh spent some time with the tampa bay buccaneers as a player and is from here um is really settled in after uh the chris Kleiman um taking over for craig bowl so craig bowl leaves to go to wyoming in 2013 chris Kleiman, who is now the head coach at kansas state takes the job and hires randy uh and, and randy has been basically bulletproof ever since because he developed Carson Wentz, then developed Easton Stick now with the LA Chargers, and then developed Trey Lance. Um, Second overall, fifth-round pick, and third overall is about as good of a resume as any school not named Oklahoma, and I would argue that Oklahoma almost doesn't count uh, because of the transfer status Mm -hmm. of some of those guys. Right. I would imagine there's some big time schools knocking on his door. Is he going to be out the door pretty soon? And is he going to be the next head coach of the University of Texas or something crazy like that? I really don't. You know, Randy's in his 60s. He's from here. Um, he was just promoted to associate head coach and passing game coordinator. I, I just think that he's very happy. He is the regional recruiter for the state of North Dakota. And I think he's really happy just like never losing a recruiting battle on his home turf ever. Uh, and and developing professional quarterbacks and just hanging out with his family like I I really actually it, it's a great question because boy you talk about a resume you talk about bona fides Ooh. he's got them but yep. no I, I I don't think they're in a ton of uh, danger of, of losing him a lot more to get to with Ross about Trey Lance who he is and where he is going in his career how he measures up against some other professionals next You can save not only money, but you can save time when using rockauto.com. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store. It's only $216, the very same exact part from rockauto.com. Family-owned business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. And rockauto.com prices are reliably low for every customer, no matter if you are a professional or an at-home do-it-yourselfer. They are stocked with everything you need, an unbelievable selection at rockauto.com. Everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet 
for the inside of your vehicle. Oh, and the all-important wiper blades, which was my first purchase from rockauto.com. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. We got to talk about Trey Lance, obviously, the the crown jewel yeah. of North Dakota. And I want to talk first about his recruiting. And a lot has been made about, uh, quote, I like it when people say, quote, unquote, adversity that, he, adversity that he's been through. And it's like, well, a lot of people don't get to go to their first choice of colleges and be the starting quarterback there. I don't know if that's adversity that he had to go to a different college than, than uh, maybe the University of Minnesota or something like that. But a lot is made that maybe uni- the University of Minnesota asked him to play safety and didn't want him as a quarterback. And I know recruiting is crazy, and sometimes you can't take all the players you might want because you can't have nine quarterbacks on your roster uh, how did that go? And was it that much? Was it as much of a sort of a, a soul crushing thing for Trey Lance? Was it that much of uh, an oversight when Trey Lance was coming out of high school? And, and, and has he changed a lot since then? Was it somebody that was like 6'4, 225, where you're like, how could you not take this guy as a recruit? Yeah, that's, I mean, as a person, he hasn't changed at all, which is something I very much appreciate about him. Um, as an athlete, he was always that long. And then that's a North Dakota state staple. They love long athletes. Um, another guy that deserves a ton of credit for the program is uh, strength and conditioning coach. Jim Kramer is absolutely legendary in this neck of the woods. He, he, they have tried, they being, you know, schools with bigger athletic budgets have tried to poach him on a number of occasions. Loves Fargo has kids around here. Just really is, is not, you know, interested in leaving. Um, but takes these long, skinny kids and makes unbelievable athletes out of them. And and that's something I think, you know, that definitely happened with Trey. Like you can see, even if you just look up his profile on 24-7 sports, I think it's him uh, at Minnesota on a recruiting visit and just a skinny kid in a jersey. And now, you know, you see him, he's he's ripped up. He, he looks like uh, he's 28 years old, he, you know, <laughs> right now. Mm-hmm. He's an impressive, impressive specimen. And, yeah, I mean, was it soul-crushing? No, I think he – he really took a leadership role within that recruiting class, brought in guys like Darren Sproles, uh, cousin Phoenix is, is a, a big time wide receiver and his best friend. Phoenix was actually at the draft with Trey. Um, they were really tight in that recruiting class and a number of guys that he just became really friendly with and kind of became a leader to try and make that a, a big time class. And, and I think he succeeded. I, I think obviously I, I would guess they would have won the national championship again last year after the undefeated season had he stayed. Um, but but an oversight, oh, my God, yes. I mean, depending on – Croc and I were just talking about this on Bison Report. Depending on your thoughts on Justin Fields, he would have been either the best or the second-best quarterback in the Big Ten. And I don't care if that's at Minnesota, if that's at Iowa, if it's at Michigan. You know, I mean, there – he, he was a lot better than some guys that played some big-time uh, snaps for some big-time programs, but they all said the same thing. Marshall, Minnesota, small town, um, has a Division II university there that his dad coached at and I believe played at as well, but he just, you know, oh, safety, outside linebacker, you're, you're, you're long, we'll make you a backer, you know, and he's like, I am a quarterback. And North Dakota State came in and said, yes, hell you are. And the only, <laughs> the only you know, kind of deal at the end of that was um, the night before the faxes were supposed to come in, Boise State offered. 
And I think everybody around North Dakota State got a little bit puckered. But he just, you know, the way he told me, is like, absolutely not. Now, you, you come in the night before signing day, you think I'm about to care? I'm, I'm a bison, you know, and that, that <laughs> wow. was. I didn't know that. I Have you heard about that, Brian? No, I had never heard that one. Yeah, night before, you know, I think at the time, that was probably Harson. I don't think it was Chris Peterson, but whoever called and was like, you, we lost our guy to whatever Pac-12 school. We want you to be our quarterback for this class. And he's like, wow. <laughs> Boise State, I mean, they, they they have, you know, they're kind of prestigious with what they do in, in the area. And they're, they're competing with Fresno State every or, you know, yeah. all those teams in the uh, Mountain West or WAC, whatever it is right now. But, wow, yeah, that's, that's kind of big time of him to kind of maybe shut it down because he – have maybe been tight with the Bisons and, and that coaching staff and, and all that and kind of maybe already made that commitment. So he's – and that speaks a little bit more to about the, you know, the type of person and player he is. So that's pretty cool. It's a cool story right there. Yeah. In fact, the it's a funny story. The same exact thing happened. Raiden's the uh, offensive tackle that was taken in the second round by the Titans. The night before his signing day, Missouri of the SEC came in and said, we'll take you. And he said, I'm good. So they've wow. had they've had some very late, you know, because folks see the success and they're like, all right, we lost our guy. Who's on NDSU's list? Because they're probably pretty good, <laughs> you know, and, and, and they'll they have had they've lost guys too. like they lost uh, a quarterback very late in the process to Kansas State. But they have had some high character kids say no thank you to some big time programs late in the game. You mentioned the number two overall pick that came out of North Dakota State and Carson Wentz. We want to get into some comparisons here. So sure. some folks that maybe haven't seen a lot of Trey Lance can kind of know what they're getting into. And uh, Carson Wentz, big, strong, athletic, huge arm. How does Trey Lance compare to Carson Wentz? I know Carson Wentz was on campus for a lot longer and played a lot more yeah, games than, than Trey Lance did. But what are the comparisons there between those two top three NFL draft picks? Yeah, I mean, Trey is definitely faster. There's no, there's no question about that. Um, and he's got a bigger arm, which I know some people will be a little bit surprised by, but uh, was it Greenlaw that said that, that Trey has the best arm he's ever seen? Yeah. I yeah. think Greenlaw said that. I was surprised because I know he had a big arm, but I was trying to separate the arms in this draft class, and there was a lot of yeah. prospects with good arms. And I was like, well, I mean, he's big and built well, but it's not – Josh Allen and it's not Patrick Mahomes, but it is a big arm. But like how think, big, I'm not sure. And that's I'm interested to see that on the NFL level. It's not that far off, man. I, I was telling Crack when we were doing Bison Report Radio. I have seen that young man on a knee. Like remember when Jamarcus Russell threw it through the goalpost from a knee from like the 50 yard line? Yeah, I think uh who Kyle Bowler, I think, had something like that too. He did something crazy and throw it through through the goalposts or something from the 50 yard line. I've seen Trey legitimately warm up throwing the ball 60 yards to a receiver from his knee 60 from his knee. I mean, he, his ability to just flick it is he's a freak. I mean, it's, it's, it's a big arm. And I think Carson, you know, you had a little bit more, more polish, which 50 year, 50 year player at North Dakota state compared to second year player at North Dakota state. There's a, there's a big difference there. Um, you know, I, I think you saw fewer accuracy issues with Carson, just, just from a college perspective. I'm not sure that's going to translate, you know, to the next level. But Trey did miss some throws. Uh, uh, Carson turned the ball over a little bit more. Obviously, <laughs> Trey was electric in that category with 28 touchdowns to zero picks, and I think another 13 or 14 rushing touchdowns. But as college players, this might even sound blasphemous because 
Carson's, you know, kind of the patron saint of North Dakota. He's from the state capital. His brother played Division One baseball at NDSU. He played football here. Carson was a better college player than, or excuse me, Trey was a better college player than Carson. I mean, Trey, Trey was electric. If you watch the James Madison National Championship game, they just built the entire offense around him being the best athlete on the field, and he was. Um, and and that that had basically nothing to do with him even throwing the ball. He just ran all over them. He he's really really impressive. The zero interceptions, that's just something that's it's crazy. And you watch that season, and I know he runs the ball a lot, and it's not like they're slinging the ball all over the place, but 28-0 to zero is a ratio that just people can't compete with. Um, when he's throwing zero interceptions, is there – when you're that athletic, you can use your legs as a check down. Was he avoiding interceptions in that way? Was he playing super conservative? Or was it a guy who was just making all the right decisions and just way ahead of his age, essentially, in his development as a quarterback and going through progressions in the pocket and those types of things? Oh, I think you're definitely closer on the second thing. I mean, you talk about uh, Trey and, and, and his kind of stat line from that season. He was pushing the ball down the field, especially you, you go back and watch you know the Youngstown State game or, or a few games like that. You know, most of the time he was he was really, really pushing the ball uh, down the field. And I thought was was very, very impressive, um, averaging, you know, nine point seven an attempt in 2019. That is not checking the ball down. If you're averaging almost 10 yards uh, per throw, not per completion, per throw, uh, completing 67 percent of your passes, he was pushing the ball down the field. I mean, this is a guy, and we talk about not being spread out. This is a guy with 16 games and only 287 passing attempts. Right. It, it, it's the the sample size was small, and and I think it was built into North Dakota State's offense too. You get hit with quarterback power, quarterback counter, a gap power, G outsides. You're going to creep those safeties up. So it just made sense that a lot of his attempts were bombs. His accuracy issues, were they deep ball? Were they intermediate range? Was it sort of like one type of miss? Like, did, it, did he always miss high and to the right? You know, so like you could look at mechanics as maybe being part of it. When he wasn't at his best as far as accuracy goes, is there one thing you can point to? Yeah, intermediate stuff is where I noticed that. I thought he was pretty good in the quick game, though they didn't have a ton of it. Kind of he was the quick game and the running game was the quick game. Uh, I, I did not see a ton of accuracy issues with the deep ball I thought he was pretty darn good and he had um you know I, I mentioned Phoenix Christian Watson's a guy if you guys have not yet um put number him, one yeah number one put him yeah. down put him down for 2022 because, I've seen number one I've seen number one I had no idea what his name was he, no he's his brother Trey Watson was a all-american for or all, all conference excuse me for both Illinois and Maryland in the Big Ten he transferred um, and has had a cup of coffee in the NFL with a couple of training camps, a couple of tryouts. Um, but Christian's the younger brother, and I think has the brighter future. 6'3", 200, runs all of a 4'3". And I know people, oh, he's a 4'3 guy. He is a 4'3 guy. I, I've seen that on film. I mean, it, yeah. his speed pops. His speed yeah. pops, that's for sure. So, you know, just kind of floating one out there to watch that kid run under was was really fun to watch. And, and that's kind of the crazy thing about Trey Lance is you just never think, at North Dakota State, you're going to get 17 starts. And I know the COVID-19 pandemic had a huge part in that. I mean, we would have seen another 15 games if they would have played a fall season because he's, he's not going to sit out his sophomore year. But it was a wild experience. I mean, you, you go back to that Butler game at Target Field, which is where the Minnesota Twins play. He makes his debut, which had to have been cool for him, being a Minnesota boy. 
and shreds Butler. I mean, they, none of those kids uh, belong on the same field as Trey. And you're thinking, man, the next four years are going to be awesome. Try the next 17 games. <laughs> it just right. was, it was a crazy <laughs> experience. And the guts to declare, to play that one weird scrimmagey game and just declare for the NFL draft after one season. That was crazy. I thought, no way is this kid going to declare now. You can't just because of COVID. That sucks. I mean, go back one more year and prove it. He's like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm going to go for it. And I wasn't sure how teams would treat that. And I, I think some teams were probably scared away from him. And I was like a little worried. It's like, oh, I like I like Trey Lance a lot at 12. Going up to three. Woo. It's a ballsy move. So gutsy on Lance's part. Gutsy on the 49ers part. So far, early returns look good. It's only a week of training camp. But liking what we see so far. More with Ross Uglum coming up. How good can Trey Lance be? You want in on the action? Well, you can get some at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports. BetOnline even has awards, TV shows, and reality TV you can bet on. Table games, poker, blackjack, real-time, updated odds, and props on almost anything you can imagine. And oh yeah, back to the sports. NFL props, futures, offensive, defensive rookies of the year, Super Bowl champions, win totals. Major League Baseball, all summer long, we've got any number of other things you can get in on the action at betonline.ag. Just remember to tell them that Locked On sent you the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports, and it's free to sign up. Just go to betonline.ag, use promo code Locked On, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. One of the questions I had is he played so few games. He played at that level. You mentioned Raidens, Dylan Raidens, his left tackle, his wide receiver is a stud. They're just better than everybody. Were you a little skeptical about how quickly he would translate into the NFL? And it seems like he's passed every single hurdle already with the 49ers because I had been trying to tell my folks on the podcast, like, like calm down, Twenty, just turned 21 years old making the jump from FCS to the NFL, it might take a little bit of time. He might find that the defenses he's playing against got a lot more play speed than what he's used to. It might take some time. And it sounds like the 49ers with Jimmy G expected the same thing, but more and more every day in practice, it seemed like maybe he doesn't need all that much time. He, he's such a special kid. And, and I mean that as a person, but also just as, as somebody who prepares um, Easton stick, like I mentioned with the chargers and Carson Wentz kind of the, the legacy that they passed down to him as far as getting your ass to the facility, watching film, being the most prepared person on the team. Um, that's something that, you know, I know Shanahan kind of downplayed it. He's like, oh, I could turn on his iPad and watch a movie. The fact that he's leading the 49ers in iPad usage is the least surprising thing I've ever heard in my life. I, I mean, that, that makes a hundred percent sense with this kid. And, and he's just obsessed with with being the, the best or being the best that he you know can be and man you talk about gifts kid can throw it 70 yards with a flick of a wrist and probably run a four three five like he has every gift there is the mental makeup is phenomenal and and the give a damn is phenomenal and and the one thing i said and you could you know uh twitter search me and my handle on the word shanahan i i said it nine months ago crack follows me you can confirm if Trey Lance gets his, if Shanahan gets his hands on Trey Lance, it's over. This was the marriage for me. Understanding what Kyle likes to run, understanding, you know, some of the things he was able to do with Robert Griffin the third before he wrecked his knee. I, 
I just thought if that is the marriage that ends up happening, it's going to be extremely problematic for the NFC moving forward. They need the, the give a damn rating on Madden, I think. Yes, I like that. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Croc, I know you had some questions about another NFL quarterback that there might be some comparing to when it comes to Trey Lance, right? That he knows a little bit about with the Packers? Yeah, so there's Jordan Love, and a lot of the comparison between Jordan Love, Trey Lance, everybody just wanted to push that, right? And obviously we saw some of the struggles that Jordan Love had early on, or at least we didn't see it, but we just hear not active on game day, third-string quarterback. He was a first-round pick. And then Trey Lance is coming out, and I don't know if it's because they're both like these tall, light-skinned black guys that are athletic, but, you know, it was like – It's crazy. You hear Mahomes thrown in there too. Right. That's true, well, yeah. Now, but now, yeah. But that wasn't until – the Mahomes thing wasn't until after he's right. lighting up training camp. So people are like, okay, hold on. But before, it was the whole – Jordan Love thing. So I just want to ask you, as someone who has seen Jordan Love, uh, you know, kind of with, with the Green Bay Packers, and obviously you know a ton about Trey Lance, what are the comparisons? Where do they differentiate? What are your thoughts on that? I, I think, you know, Jordan was or is pretty athletic. Trey's a better athlete um, and has a bigger arm. I think where you see a little bit of him and, and frankly, Mahomes, and I, I kind of would – in the play style, I get it. I mean, they all make these off-platform off throws. Um, that's It was a big part of Trey's game. He's able to move around. He's able to make things happen. And that was, I mean, good Jordan Love. Sophomore Jordan Love is a good player. I, I would have given him a top 15 grade and, and certainly a first-round pick. Junior Jordan Love wasn't very good. And, and I think is probably why he lasted to the end of the first round and why even some people made fun of the pick or didn't like the pick, et cetera, et cetera. Where Trey is different is is obviously taking care of the football. I think Jordan Love led the country in picks as a as a junior. That's a major difference. But like I said, Trey is just faster and has a better arm. Um, and I understand, like like you said, I mean that, that's always kind of the case. Every short white receiver gets compared to Wes Welker. It's it's <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it, 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 there's a lot of comps that go that way, but. I can see that, and 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 frankly, for a long time, when people asked me for a comp, I I just said a rich man's Jordan Love. I, I did use that comp. I say he he does a lot of the things that Jordan will do, but he does them he does them better. Um, you but you go back to man, you like I said, you go back to Jordan Love's sophomore film, and it's pretty special stuff. Uh, and that's I think where Trey's redshirt freshman film gets people super excited as well. I can definitely understand. It's just. I don't think there might be some boot stuff, you know, where Jordan tucks it and stuff like that, but Kyle's going to run actual like QB counter zone read real stuff with Trey. And I don't think love is like a designed run threat at, at this level, at the NFL level. Uh, that's really interesting. Uh, Donovan McNabb was another name that came up a lot with comps for Trey Lance. I didn't love it, but, you know, built pretty thickly and has a lot of physical gifts. I guess I could see that a little bit. Actually, my favorite comp for Trey Lance, and looks-wise, might not be there. He throws with the other hand, but I think Steve Young. We're talking about athleticism and smarts and, and what he could be with the 49ers. I think Steve Young's the best comp out of all of them. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm I'm – just barely of the age uh, to be able to speak on Steve Young at, <laughs> at 33. Um, but I remember a lot of Steve Young, Brett Favre battles from my early 
fanhood, uh, if you will. And yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I think, you know, Steve for a long time might, might even still be, was one of the all time leaders in career rushing yards for a quarterback. He, he moved it around with his feet. And I think that's something, you know, where that was from what I remember more scrambling and, and making a play. Whereas, mm-hmm. like I said, I mean, there is going to be legitimate stuff put in for Trey to run the ball as the design of the play, not as, you know, okay, first read's not there, second read's not there. Instead of checking it down to the back, just go. Because I think that was a lot of, you know, North Dakota State too. All right, one read, two read. You know what? You're our best third read, so just take off. <laughs> yeah, I think that a lot of athletic quarterbacks run into that problem too, and it's a hiccup in development just because their legs are better in their minds than that guy they'd be checking the ball down too. So it's like, why would I just check this? the ball down and one and a half seconds to this guy when I can take off running, maybe buy some time, maybe find another player or just take off running with the ball. So, um, and that, that's one of the things I really like about Trey Lance is he bucks the trend of athletic quarterback has to be run only because you can tell he's got a lot going on upstairs and you can see how much efficiency he was playing with so early in his college career and how clean his delivery is for the most part, and compact it is. Uh, it's not like this big wild baseball delivery or anything like that. So there's just so much to work with in every aspect of playing quarterback in the NFL, which is why 49ers fans are so excited to go with the early reports now coming out of training camp. Do you, do you think that um, the, the Mahomes 2.0 stuff, is that like silliness? Or do you think Trey Lance could be, when we're talking three years from now, like, wow, he's on the path to being top five, top three, top one quarterback in the NFL? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's tough. Cause like, I think Pat's a hall of famer and I don't want to put that on Trey. Um, I, I look, if if it's 15 years from now and you're like, oh, Trey Lance is in the Hall of Fame, we'll go, okay, yep, that makes sense. But I don't want I don't want to put that on him, um, just because I think that's the path that Pat is on. And, and so, um, but yeah, I mean, I've said it out loud. I think he's going to win a Super Bowl with Kyle. I think that I think that will happen. Um, and and I think Pro Bowls, all pros are not out of the question. I mean, there's just he's. He's so gifted there, you know, Vic, I think is probably a little out of hand, but, but he has elite, elite speed. And unlike Michael, he's not six, two, 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 15, two, 20. He's huge. He's, he's thick. He's more, he's less likely to get injured. I think doing some of these things. And I just think, honestly, as crazy as it sounds, day one, he's going to have a different skill set than pretty much anyone on the planet. I mean, I know Lamar, but I think he is a little bit more gifted as a passer than Lamar. Yeah, a little bit more of a pure passer. Yeah. Right. So his specific, because I think he's going to be a better runner than Pat. Probably won't, probably won't throw it like Pat, certainly not year one. But, you know, what? you start looking for, okay, who's really good at improvising? Rodgers was well, not Rodgers. Um, you know, Lamar was better thrower than Lamar. Like he is going to have this skill set that almost, like I said, like a, like a thicker RG three, when we all thought that RG three was going to be the next thing. I, I really think you could see that kind of, of, of path for him. And yeah, I absolutely third team, all pro second team, all pro pro bowl, whatever, maybe not year one, but you talk to me in three or four years, I would hope and would think that, you know, a lot of, of what I've said about him in the pre-draft process, of course, I got accused of being a homer. I mean, 
I've known the kids since he was 18 years old. I know some people listening to the podcast are thinking that right now. They when they heard yeah. you say four three five, I, when I heard you say four three five, I was thinking ah, that, that four four five. I don't know about four three five. Are there any official times out there for him? Because he didn't run before the combine, or at, there was no combine. He didn't run at his yeah, pro day or anything before the draft. I was thinking maybe four five flat, maybe four fours, but four three. I'm not sure if I see that kind of speed. But it's hard yeah. to tell at that level too, because I, sometimes I, it looks I like say, high school. I didn't though. say four three. I said four three five. Four three five. Um, yes. May, maybe he's <laughs> maybe he's a four four guy. But I mean, he you can watch him erase some angles, and it wasn't there. I think there was a. a stat about the top speed that he reached so it was it was crazy it was 30. yeah it was it was it was it was it was good it was like over 22 yeah. miles an hour or something I think crazy it was like, like tw- that i was 21 something maybe miles an hour because 22 was, is like tyree keel level i think right, there's only right. 23 is i think raheem mostert's only guy carrying the ball at least that's gotten so, to 23 so far in the what NFL. i'm saying is what he did it was third and 23 and he took off and not only got a first down got a touchdown on third and 23 <laughs> And the speed he reached would have been seventh in the NFL for top speeds that year. So this guy isn't fast. He's fast. It, I, And that's fine. I mean, you want to bicker about whatever, but I know he was faster than Easton, who ran a 4.6 flat at the combine, conf, you know, confirmed, confirmed. And like I said, if he's going 22 miles an hour, if he's top 10 of top speeds, we're talking about, you know, cause you got guys like Scantling and you there, there are <laughs> fast dudes out there that, yeah. you know, aren't on that, aren't on that list. But I, you know, I, like I said, I just, I, he's, a, he's a freak, man. He really is. Croc, don't you, don't you work with those guys that, that can do that? Can we get something like that done for, for Trey Lance where they, they use the film to figure out how fast the guy's going? Yeah. Yeah, um, RA uh, analytics. Yeah, they can they can put the tracker on them. Dude, we got to talk to them about that. I yeah. want to see that with Trey Lance. And yeah, like we can do burn it. it to estimated forty time. No, nah, it 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 just tracks their uh, miles per hour. Miles oh, per hour. Okay, gotcha. Either way, I would like to see that because that's fantastic. But uh, yeah, sometimes with big guys, it's hard to tell how fast they're moving. DK Metcalf's one of those. We're like, wow, okay, yeah. so he is really going four three. That's scary. Yeah. Uh, I got I I'm out. Croc. Do you have any more questions for Ross while we got him here? Oh, no, I'm in. I appreciate you for coming on, Ross. I told Brian about, about you, and he was like, heck yeah, man, bring him on. Yeah, it's fantastic, Ross. I appreciate it. You guys can find Ross on Twitter at Ross Uglum. You can find the Bison Report, Packer Report, Jays 247. If you're into the Creighton University, I don't know how many of my listeners are into Creighton, but there might be <laughs> some of them out there. You're all over the place, man. Uh, really appreciate the time, Ross. Yeah, thanks, guys. Really appreciate it.